Now for something completely different. Former relief host for the late Art Bell, here is the late Brian Wilson. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and people of all sexes, especially those of you not listening. What I mean here is that the there are five and eight and eleven year olds who aren't generally among the gang of two and uh, only listeners that we gather together here. Uh, but for uh, for months and months and months and longer, uh, have been subjected to the most vile, heinous, physical and psychological sexual abuse most of us can even imagine. You've probably seen it in the news. Hopefully you have. It's been there and and horrifically. And I thought we'd just take a second. The adult listening right now will take a moment to pass along uh, appreciation for the awareness and self-control required to keep your head and other body parts on straight in the face of this unmitigated evil at schools and teachers and governments, social crazies, and a whole bunch of your media friends would have you do. So uh, talk to your parents if you're hearing this, if they're on your side, and remarkably some aren't. Talk to someone you can trust if they're not. And uh, all this crap you're hearing about becoming a girl when you're not or becoming a boy when you're not, this is not good stuff beyond dangerous, and it will not turn out well. And maybe that's a little bit beyond your capacity right now if you're a staggering eight-year-old. But don't worry. Be happy. Talk to someone you like and trust. Be strong, be careful, and uh, keep it all together. Meanwhile, back here at the uh, two and only Central, Brian Wilson's my name, the uh, new scourge of American health care. I'm reluctantly joined by one of America's premier political writers and investigative journalists, the New York Post opinion harpooner, and whose notorious beard has just been retained as part of a part-time windsock program at Dulles International, the only other James Bovard. It's always great to hear the beard joke of the week. Um, I never thought my beard would qualify for a windsock, but maybe there's hope for me yet. Don't know. Well, I haven't seen you for a while, so for all I know, you've got it braided around your knees. But uh, me I'm, and Rick Van Winkle, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go, Jim Van Winkle. I like that. There's a bourbon out there. Pappy Van Winkle is pretty nice, but <clears throat> more on that, uh, more on that later. Look, Jim, for the uh, past couple of uh, days, weeks, whatever, uh, in the uh, in the New York Post. Uh, you've been uh, gobsmacking readers with a couple articles uh, detailing um, good old President Biden's full Monty on uh, on free speech, the most massive attack against free speech in the United States. Biden administration thinks the divine right to nix conservatives' free speech rights, and considering the significance of the First Amendment, uh, I'd wager uh, listeners would appreciate the seriousness of that, considering how much. America's like a runoff at the mouth and keyboard without worrying about some stage-wandering old dude sending Christopher Ray over for a blow-dried confrontation. I know we've talked about chunks of it uh, on the past couple of weeks, but it's such a huge subject and it has huge implications, and it's now starting to get the, the stain is starting to spread around a little bit. I, um, I just thought maybe pick up a couple of, uh, of the scary parts and, uh, and see where this leads. Uh, for example, I was mentioning earlier, uh, before we started, about uh, the comedy that was on TV this morning. I don't know if you caught it or not, but uh, for I was about, it's been a, wasted about an hour uh, watching Fox, which was carrying a congressional hearing featuring the blow-dried Mr. Ray. 
And uh, if you didn't catch any of it, it was it was astounding in its in the entire presentation, perfectly the lies, the ball face, the hand gestures, the self-serving uh, monologue, and so on. It was just really, really rather uh, fantastic. Even the face of the two articles that you just wrote in the decision from Judge Dowdy and, and so on. So I thought maybe you could pick up from that. And uh, if you didn't see it, that's okay. I mean, it was typical Christopher Ray lies and bullshit, but the... Uh, his willingness to do that, you know, in the face of the camera and congressman and so on. I don't know, maybe he's pretty practiced at that, and I'm really the one that's naive, but uh, it's um, it's rolling along. And uh, just wondering, uh, considering the articles you wrote and so on, what's your uh, reaction to all this? Well, I've been watching some of the clips on Twitter. I haven't watched the uh, whole hearing yet, but I'm looking forward to that later. But it looks to me like uh, uh, FBI Chief Ray prepared for his testimony by watching old episodes of Hogan's heroes. So he'd be able to get down Sergeant Schultz perfectly. I know nothing. I see nothing, you know. I heard nothing. So it's amazing how much he doesn't uh, doesn't recall or doesn't seem to be aware of. And uh, it's great that, that a number of Republicans are pushing him hard with uh, questions. It's kind of appalling to see the Democrats saying, you know, you're attacking democracy. You're attacking, you know, the entire system. And uh, it's fine to see some of the, some of the defenders of uh, Ray and the uh, Biden administration on Twitter because it's like these are folks who simply don't want to see any evidence. Um, it's not like the FBI. Um, well, so many Democrats at this point think of the FBI sacrosanct in part because of their role trying to uh, save Hillary Clinton and uh, topple um, Donald Trump. Uh, but that's you know not really a good uh, role for a. Um, for the federal government law enforcement, because it makes a mockery of uh, representative government when you've got the federal agencies being having the most important and final vote in elections. It is fascinating to me how the dividing line, because over here you've got you have the laws, you have the inspector general's report, you've got quotes, you've got court rulings, judges' rulings, which most people I think are inclined to believe are not necessarily sacrosanct, they could all be appealed and all the rest, but at the same token, in the vast processing of things, going through a court case and, and so on tends to yield a conclusion that's not too argumentative. But then you, that, okay, so my time is up, and now Jerry Nadler takes over. And, uh, you know, you're off into ad hominems and ancient history and uh, those stories of daring do that will glorify the, you know, the men of the agency and so on. And it's just completely off subject. I, I get taken by the, personally, I guess I get, I get taken by the overwhelming contradiction to anything that's trying to get to a point of truth or governance or or a legal settlement or or any of these things that have plagued the country forever and ever and government in general but these things are are so scandalous so uh, so obvious that's that's the part I, I I was Gates and a couple other guys there reading actual quotes from the uh, from the judge's rulings, from court rulings, from the inspector general's report. This is what the FBI did. This is what the FBI did. This is what the FBI did. They did here, 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 and here. What do you have to say about that, uh, Mr. Ray? Like you said, you know, Schultz comes out. I know nothing. I don't think that's the right characterization. I don't remember anything like that. It's um, 
And you wonder, I, mean, I didn't get there early enough to find out whether or not this guy t- t- took an oath before he <laughs> sits down. But do they? I, I, that's a, a little technical part I think I missed somewhere along American history class. If the director of the FBI comes in to testify before a congressional meeting like this investigation, does he take an oath? I don't know. This is something which varies according to the uh, who's in, in charge of Congress, who's running the hearing. There were plenty of times where the, where there was an expectation of a uh, an official witness from the administration taking an oath. But out of courtesy, the uh, members of Congress said, well, you know, you're an old buddy, you know, you don't have to take an oath. And therefore, you, uh, you know, the person lied even more. So and, and it's not just in this current with the Biden administration. It goes back at least 20 or 30 years where the uh, members of Congress have let um, officials testify without, um, you know, taking an oath. But it's very hard to uh, prosecute them anyhow, because there's, uh, you know, is it going to be the Justice Department who's prosecuting FBI chief for false statements during his congressional testimony? Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for that one. Yeah, we've been through that, especially with this administration for the past couple of years. Okay, this person obviously broke the law, obviously violated, obviously, you know, whether, whether it's Hunter Biden or any of the rest of that business. A lot of somebody going, well, who's going to go get them? DOJ? The FBI, CIA, cops, you know, whatever sex is not going to happen. They're all on the same side. So, and I think they figured that out that they could get away with just about anything with impunity because they've got, you know, they've got their, their Mickey Mouse Club hat on or their membership card or their, you know, Biden uh, family values uh, certificate. The, uh, you had a great line in one of the articles federal agencies are claiming to be innocent by, bystanders as if tens of millions of tweets and other social media posts mysteriously vanished into Area 51. That's exactly what happened this morning. Exactly. They said, well, what happened to this stuff? You know, you, you do it. Why did you take all this down? One of the uh, one of the congressmen, it wasn't Gates, it was another guy said, you know, where, where do you get the power to take these, to take down the free speech of Americans? Oh, we didn't do that. We didn't, we, we didn't do that. We didn't do that. We just called over there and warned people, these different companies, that there could be a problem. And, and keep in mind that this is after President Biden accused social media companies of murdering Americans for failing to suppress any any post or comment which would uh, fuel vaccine hesitancy. Vaccine hesitancy was their license to censor, and since since that was what they were fighting. Um, you know, they were blunt that, that that even if there were true comments about the failures or dangers of the vaccines, they had to suppress them. It, it wasn't it, it wasn't a question of suppressing simply false statements. They also intentionally suppressed true statements that might make people hesitate to get vaccinated with the COVID vax. Uh, I mean, it was unfortunate the vaxes failed to prevent transmission or infection, but you know, uh, it worked out well for Pfizer. Yeah, really, but that uh, uh, in fact they they pursued that line of questioning with them. You know, how is it that raised uh, uh, that that the reason these uh, these comments were removed that were under question were because they were uh, the source was uh, Chinese political activity and foreign you know interference and and they brought up the fact that well 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 not this not this about vaccine the vaccine has nothing to do with that where where did you get you know, taking that off. And uh, it, it's uh, what we did, and then they start the circular, circular firing squad all over again. But it's just a, uh, it's really rather, uh, uh, rather astounding uh, to my eyes and ears, at least. Uh, not so much that it happens. I mean, you and I have uh, talked long enough, and you I know mean, about so many different things that, indeed, it's uh, 
it's it's come to be expected from a jaded perspective. The, this is this is what they do. Leopards don't change their spots. They go out and kill animals, and it's not very pretty. So while these idiots are out there killing freedoms and rights and all the rest of that, not very pretty, but unless or until somebody gets up and does something about it uh, at some point, then we're pretty much stuck with it. But still, the uh, that was about the only interest, interesting part about the programming was that you actually had some guys up there that were, they were putting it to this guy and he may be able to look at the camera and not blink as part of his training, but it's uh, it really is uh, an, an astounding performance. I, um, his whole opening ten minutes or whatever was had to be the most self-serving, self-promoting hooray for me, and I mean me monologue I've heard since I don't know Howard Stern's two thousand one surprise party staged for himself. <laughs> well, I was thinking of something that James Comey might have said, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was he was way up there and like and and here I stand here I can do I stand because I can do no other he was doing his Martin Luther imitation and it's like you know dude there's a lot of questions I mean it's amazing that the media put a, a halo over James Comey's head after what he did on torture and uh, illegal surveillance. Yeah, and I think that made it maybe not the entire halo, but there were certainly enough loving cups and warm embraces and bouquets that went out to other people that were just scurrilous individuals doing horrible things, messy things, embarrassing things, illegal things. But that's all right. As long as it was anti-Trump, that was that's really the only criteria that was was necessary. And protecting Hillary, of course, there was that. But um, in the uh, in the grand scheme of things, uh, James, especially since you've been covering this stuff for decades. And the pattern doesn't seem to have changed all that dramatically. It's just the coverage has gotten better thanks to cable and internet and so on. Looking over, uh, you know, the next everybody's looking ahead, the next two years, the election, all those such as. Looking at the situation that the Biden administration is in right now in so many different areas, with the media, with the um, Oh, what's her name for the New York Times nailing him on the granddaughter with the thing with, with uh, Hunter, uh, all those things, the the magical disappearing bag of cocaine. I mean, they, uh, do you get the sense that this administration is in sufficient political trouble internally with their own people that there's going to be something we can look forward to, you know, for over the next <laughs> ah, 24 ah, months? Ah. Something to look forward to. Well, I mean, uh, you know, it, it's probably not good to ask that question to someone who's got a morbid sense of humor. Um, so because, I mean, there are things that entertain me that horrify a lot of people. So um, I think there's going to be a lot more troubles for the Biden folks. I don't think some of their cover-ups are going to succeed as well as they have in the past. I think there's going to be some other whistleblowers causing troubles for them. Um, I think they're going to have some rude surprises in federal court. Um, whether or not that's enough to stop uh, Joe Biden from uh, winning a second term, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, there are there are, there's so much uh, BS flying from practically every direction now in American politics. I don't know what's going to happen, but um, there are going to be some funny uh, crash and burns. Well, that's the good part. Plenty of stuff for us to talk about, for you to write about, and uh, for us to get uh, ironically educated on. Probably willing to go down that route. That'd be uh, 
That would be a good thing. I, um, but I have to say, I, you know, when they talk about, you know, voters will this and voters are hearing that and voters are thinking this and voters are something else. Say, how is that? How is that even remotely possible? How does any sentient being who claims to, quote, follow the news, unquote, follow this stuff and not knock away? Kind of reminds me of that uh, that old line from uh, about uh, if Jesus came back to earth and found out what was going on in his name, he wouldn't be able to stop throwing up. It, uh, you would think that the American public, the voter, think these are the people. You look at these people that are in office right now, these, these rotten, evil, slimy, sexually deviant people. Uh, the, these are your rulers. These are the people that tell you how to live your life, make laws, regulations, and all the rest of that. Are you okay with that? And you're thinking about reelecting them because you don't like somebody else's tweets or a hairdo or, or something? I, I, I just find that calculus uh, beyond unacceptable, and uh, both intellectually and logically, and everything else. And I don't know how it happens, other than just part of the part of the daily BS that uh, media people, you know, have to throw out there to fill a void. But uh, I guess that's just me. Everyone else seems to be doing just fine with it, except you. <laughs> ah, oh, there's a, you know, there's a huge number of folks who are deeply unhappy with the political status quo with. With uh, with the Biden machine and with the most of his challengers, so I mean there there's a lot of political discontent out there. It's not being uh, showcased by the media because the media is trying to prop up the current administration. Most of it, not all of it, uh, but no, I mean there's 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 a lot of folks who, are, who have been following some of the details and are very skeptical. And you know um, we'll see if uh, what kind of pushback there is and if it makes a difference. Yeah, I'm gonna have to keep an eye on Chuck Todd. We'll see uh, see how all that works out. Well, um, I, I appreciate the encouragement. I think everybody else does too. The fact that they they're out there, they just don't get the media coverage that everybody else does on uh, on the uh, three networks and CNN and all that. Uh, regretfully, uh, maybe even mercifully, the uh, two and only have uh, run out of road and uh, must bring down the hallowed Boulevard curtain of mercy. Be sure to uh, punch up jimbervard.com and read the full panoply of Jim's free speech pieces. They're right there at the top of his page and uh, out of the post and most informative. The uh, intel will serve you well. And then you can share them with unsuspecting friends and disturb their sleep for a good cause. That would work out just peachy. BrianWilson.net has some new trinkets for your dancing and dining pleasure. Should you make a pit stop there, bring along a Tums. Technical atrocities aside, we'll attempt a valiant return here same time next week with more scathing analysis, ribald commentary, and soporific observations on our crumbling empire. For James Bovard and Joe Ted carrying the essential dongle, Brian Wilson hanging out at the apothecary. Thanks for joining us. Pull the plug, Joe.